the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Last month, the month of August, with Salem Media, or The Word, in South Texas, we entered, I believe, our 13th year of the prophetic voice of our time. And this December, I don't know how many years have we been with The Bridge in Austin, Texas. Glory to God! Being in the radio is a different kind of ministry. I'm talking to all of you. There are millions of you, and yet I'm talking over a microphone. It is a different kind of outreach, but it is effective nonetheless. So today, even just one or two of you will receive the message and made changes or receive your healing and deliverance. And some of you will apply God's ways of doing things. You're going to turn around. Then the kingdom of God is being advanced through this program. Even one life chains is very dear to God's heart. And just keep that in mind. You are that special in the heart of our loving God. He loves you. Remind yourself that. And while you're still here on the earth, don't ever give up. Because God will never give up on you. Amen? I got today's message, which I believe it's very important. We need to open our hearts and our minds about it with an open mind to receive God's plan and God's word for, uh, for, the, uh, for the country. I received this message at around 2 o'clock in the morning. I woke up concerned about our country, the future of our children, and I prayed. I went down on my knees and, and prayed in the spirit, asking God to guide me how to pray for our country and how to teach God's people to pray and how to lead the group in prayer. Because this is bigger than ourselves. This is a visitation in our time that we should not take for granted. We are entering into the supernatural realm and God is calling you to enter into that supernatural realm. We may live in this world, but we don't belong to this world because we are not of the world. We're born of the Holy Spirit. It is easy for us, especially especially even for me in praying, for me wanting to ask God to judge harshly those evil ones. Because now, the wicked root and the wicked agenda of the wicked people in this country are being exposed. And they're actually exposing themselves. God have put them in a state of derision that they think that they can get away with what they're doing. So it is easy for us, for me and you, to judge and to release that judgment even in anger. Even though 
it's a uh, it's a righteous indignation on our part. It is easy, but it is it is really not God's heart because of the many casualties that will be incurred, and uh, and uh, I don't want that. So I went down on my knees and started praying in the spirit, and uh, I started reminding God about the vision and the prophecy that He gave me for United States of America several years ago, that God is going to uproot that wicked root that is in Washington D.C. And this wicked root is so deep that all the nations of the world are feeding off this wicked root, and even many of those in the body of Christ. And that time, several years ago, it changed the entire prophetic conference. I am holding, I am now holding on the mercy of God and His faithfulness when He said that only by His own hand that this evil will be uprooted that is in Washington, D.C only by his hand. It means that through the body of Christ, you and I, he is going to use us, and at the same time, there will be supernatural divine intervention on his part. What is happening in our country, United States of America, that all the nations of the earth are feeding off it from this evil root? What do we have? What is this wicked root? We finance war in other countries. We finance initiative, even abortion, from other countries. And we wanted to limit the freedom that we enjoy here in the United States of America because we cannot be controlled if we are a free people. And they take it little by little. We finance wars in other countries, and our leaders are saying that they are protecting the democracy, and yet they are silencing or want to silence those who oppose them. This country give away taxpayer billions of dollars, and yet we do not invest in our own country in securing our border or providing housing for our vets, but we provide housing to the illegals in this country. Those who wanted to enter this country legally cannot enter, but we have lots of illegals that break the law of this country and now has become ward of the state. And... A lot of cities now that they call themselves the sanctuary cities, I think, I think they, they want to backtrack from that because now they are, they are experiencing what the border states are experiencing. And that is not right. I always say that I am against us supporting the war between Russia and Ukraine because I see things in the spirit. The Christians in Russia... And the Christians in Ukraine have joined hands in prayer for God to intervene on this war. And now, Christians are being persecuted in Ukraine. And the money that they're getting is coming from Washington, D.C. Don't you think that's a wicked route? So, it, the law is for the lawless. And it is being demonstrated now that we have lawlessness in this country because some of our leaders are encouraging it. You know, this will have a long-lasting effect for the future of this country. And there is one thing, too, that we need to be concerned. When these things are settled, our children, when our children and our children's children, they look upon the American citizens that are from Guatemala, El Salvador, and other Latin American countries, many Americans will peg them as one that they entered in this country illegally. And it is very alarming as far as I'm concerned and what I see in the spirit as far as the future is concerned. 
we should not be divided, and we, the body of Christ, need, need to unite concerning this. We have to look at things God's way. In what the, the bad things that are happening in this country, Satan has a hand on it. He is using some of the wicked people, even wicked politicians, to rob, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And this is not the ways of God. Jesus came so that we might have life and have it abundantly. Let us keep this to our heart, John 10.10. 10. All right? The ways of God, his ways of dealing things, is perfect. It is complete and more than it's fair, especially for his people. That is why I withheld prophesying judgment, and I call on the prophets or who call themselves prophets, withhold and control yourself in prophesying judgment, but instead, let us get down on our knees and remind God in ourselves who God is. He is a holy God, He is a just God, and He is almighty. We need to focus on the prophecies and our instructions from the Lord, all right? There are some examples of the ways of God, and His ways are better, and we need to start implementing them. Please hear me out, all right? If our loving God expressly said that He is a God who does not rejoice in the punishment of the wicked, but rather that the wicked will repent and live, okay? He, did, he doesn't want anyone to get destroyed. So if we are grieved in what is happening in this country, all this lawlessness, consider the heart of God. He is more grieved than us. So we need to do something about it, okay? In Exodus chapter 11, the final judgment of God against the Pharaoh and the Egyptians is the death of the firstborn. Before this judgment was executed, God gave instruction through Moses to the nation of Israel to ask of their Egyptian neighbors of articles of silver and gold. That is the transfer of wealth. Okay? Then he, he gave instruction to the Israelites and a prophecy of judgment to the Pharaoh and to the Egyptians. In Exodus chapter 11, starting with verse 4, in NLT, Moses had announced to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says, At midnight tonight I will pass through the heart of Egypt. All the firstborn sons will die in every family in Egypt, from the oldest son of Pharaoh who sits on this throne to the elders to the older to the elder son of his lowliest servant girl who grinds the flour. Even the firstborn of all the livestock will die. Then a loud wail will rise throughout the Egypt, a wail like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. This prophecy is judgment, and it's just so impossible. It's just so supernatural. Amen? Okay. But among the Israelites, verse 7, But among the Israelites it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. There is only one instruction to the Israelites, to sprinkle the blood of an animal on their doorpost, okay, and other instructions. But that is the most important instruction. God now, as he is going to uproot by his own hand the wicked root that is in Washington, D.C., there will be a distinction between his people and the wicked people, okay? If God has done it before, 
he's going to do it again, especially on United States of America. Okay. The Israelites followed the instruction, and no one died amongst them. Keep this in mind. This is how God's judgment is to punish the wicked and at the same time protect and bless the righteous. This must be our heart's desire when we pray to God, when we follow His instruction. The holy judgment of God has to manifest and not how we want judgment to strike this country. Believe me, even the body of Christ, most of them are, are, are not 100% sure that they were going to be spared. And that is very telling. We don't want any casualties, especially amongst the people of God. You and I have a loved one, a friend, or know of somebody who is not born again, or who is doing wicked things, even those who call themselves Christians. Do you want them to be a part of this judgment? of this uprooting. No, we don't want that because it is not the will of God. Okay? Another example of the ways of God when we follow and obey His commands. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, starting with verse 1, After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Munites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazon Tamar, which was another name for En Gedi. It means to say they are already uh, an, a knocking distance. They're already on the door. So King Jehoshaphat sought the Lord and declared a fast. Why? He did not see a way out of his enemy's attack except for God to intervene. We cannot, we cannot rely on other politicians and others to, to, uh, to correct this country. We have to unite to call upon God and obey His instruction and believe Him. Amen. Okay. Many of us do not see a way out of this economic stress, even, even in our own personal life, our national security, and all of these bad things that are happening and what the evil people are doing in this country. We must seek God's intervention and focus on the promises and obey His commands. Amen. Okay, let's continue. Second Chronicles chapter 20, starting with verse 5 and 6. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Down to verse 13, all the way through 15. As the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mattatiah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. Asaph was a prophet of God. Okay? 15. He said, Listen to all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. 
the prophecy that the Lord gave me to release is not just for Freedom Fellowship Church, it's not just for radio listeners, but it is for the entire nation of United States of America, that he is going to uproot the wicked, deep, wicked root that is in Washington, D.C. by his own hand. So we need to believe that, okay? This is a prophecy to all Americans. And here is Jehoshaphat and the nation of Israel and Jerusalem and Judah. This is their instruction, verse 16 and 17. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your possessions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Verse 18, all the way through 20. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. It means to say he humbled himself. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. In other words, they follow instruction. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Priority of the instruction here, hear me out. Believe in the Lord your God first and foremost. Second, believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Not the other way around. Don't just believe the prophet. You go before the Almighty God first and foremost. Believe his word. Believe that he is a mighty God. Believe that he loves you. All right? Do not skip this most important instruction and just go to the prophets first. No, 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 no. That is a form of idolatry. You need to go before the Lord first. Okay? Verse 21 through 23. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. See, this is an act of faith. They believe that, the, that they don't need to fight this battle. All they need to do is to obey. So they, they appointed singers instead of warriors, okay? And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 22 and 23. Listen to this. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of the Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking its other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Let me start from this before I read verse 25. Until the people of God 
will get down on their knees with praying for this country and hearing from God instead of giving out our opinions and wanting God to judge them. We need to ask for instruction on what we're supposed to do. We have to be united in prayer for our country. The issue, some of you will get upset with me on this, but it's the truth. If I declare a prayer time that we're going to be praying, many people will not come. Instead, they'll call me and say, I need for you to pray for this and pray for that, but I will not be able to be there because I'm busy. Okay? Or if, they, if I want, if we are going to pray for the country, they want to pray their own prayer based on their own understanding, not being led by the Holy Spirit. Want to give their opinions, and they want a prophecy that will judge the sinners. Remember, when we, when we please God, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, He'll grant us the desires of our heart. But we have to please Him first. He does not rejoice in the punishment of the wicked, so we need to do our part. If we need to have a praise rally, let's do it. If we need to pray for our country in unison, let us do it. Let us not change the instruction. Okay? And this is what happened. Verse 25. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessings, which got its name that day, because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is called the Valley of Blessings today. Tell me, when this present administration withdrew from Afghanistan, ordered the withdrawal of our military from Afghanistan, the way it was conducted and the result of it, is it God's way? We left billions of dollars worth of military equipment and weapons to our enemies and left the Afghans who are serving and supporting our military there and Americans. Some Americans were left behind. Is this the ways of God? Is this the heart of God? I asked you that today, that Christians should not, should not take a partisan issue, but instead... What is the fruit? We need to examine the fruits. And we need to remind others about the fruits. That is why I kept on reminding myself and you, God's people, to focus on the promises of God, on our thus saith the Lord instruction in our present day. Obey and believe that God is faithful. So, in the reign, in the time of King Jehoshaphat, Instead of the nations of Israel being destroyed by their enemy because they were outnumbered, instead of many casualties, because they sought the Lord, they received a prophecy, they obeyed and praised God, they received plunder instead, they received wealth, transfer of wealth instead. God turned their impassable, bad situation into a season of harvest into a season of blessing. And God can do this again and again because He is Almighty. So what is happening, don't get discouraged, but get down on your knees. The Lord needs you to believe Him, to thank Him for who He is, and to obey the instruction. 
Remember, in Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 12, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against spirits in the heavenly places. Satan and his demonic hordes are using this evil people, but they are not our real enemies. Okay? And our weapons of our warfare, they're not cardinal, but they are mighty in pulling down strongholds. Let us pull down strongholds of the enemies. Let us ask for direction from the Holy Spirit. Let us take into action and unite. Remember, our unifying force is Christ Jesus, and our language is love, the language of God, because He is love. Continue to remind ourselves and others. Today, to focus on what God is saying to the church, believe your healing, believe your miracles. Our hope is in our God. And if we unite and pray and set aside our own agenda, God is going to intervene and we're going to see things changes almost in a blink of an eye. And the result is no casualties, but a harvest of souls that's never been recorded in the history of the church. This is God's perfect will. He is Almighty God. And if we unite together and we believe and obey Him, it is going to manifest now in our present time. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.